living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. So can obsession with health actually cause health problems? My guest is Dr. Ovido Bermudez. He is the Chief Clinical Officer and Medical Director of Child and Adolescent Services at the Eating Recovery Center in Denver, Colorado. Dr. Bermudez, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dr. Mike. Glad to be here. So how can being obsessed with health actually cause some health problems? Because I, I know you believe that. So what's the, how does that actually occur? Well, I mean, first of all, let me preface with saying that this is so timely and so important. You know, we live in a context in which watching what we eat and, and how we move and, and, and addressing the, the very significant concern over overweight and obesity in the United States, it's, it's a real issue. So I think we need to, um, you know, be cognizant of the fact that thinking about this is important. On the other hand, when, when we exaggerate any belief system, when we take any belief system to and cross the line into an obsession, then there is real danger involved. I'll, I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, drinking water. No, no one can deny that drinking water is healthy for us humans. On the other hand, if we become obsessed, there is a condition called psychogenic polydipsia. We can drink so much water that we drop our sodium, we can have a seizure, we can aspirate, and we can die. Um, so, so it's not a matter of, you know, is water good or bad, or is, is thinking about the quality of the food that we uh, ingest good or, you know, right or wrong. It's really about, you know, how we emotionally connect to that, how we relate to that, and what place it takes in our lives. Yeah, so there's a term out there now, um, orthorexia. What exactly is orthorexia, and is it a real thing affecting a lot of people today? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's orthorexia. Ortho, the, the, the root word, is right or righteous or correct. So orthorexia uh, really speaks to uh, becoming uh, really obsessed, becoming really over-focused on eating correctly and eating the right things. There are many movements like this. So if you think, you know, about, you know, paleo or you think about, um, you know, some of these other approaches that says, boy, there is a right way to eat. Um, so orthorexia really refers to a group of people um, as, as opposed to anorexia, in which is more women than men, and orthorexia is as many men as women. Uh, or males to females, um, and really uh, are people who become, um, you know, so over-focused on eating correctly that they begin to narrow their intake, sometimes in, in quality, what they eat, and sometimes also in quantity, how much they eat, um, and it begins to affect their health negatively because, you know, malnutrition has plagued mankind for as long as we've been around, um, and whether it's because the food supply is short or because we start to impose on ourselves um, you know, any any uh, deviation from our relationship with food, we, we're no longer, uh, you know, eating well enough qualitatively and quantitatively that we can really uh, put our health at, at, at risk. Yeah, and so do, do the warning signs of orthorexia look the same then in, in men and women, young and older? Or, or are there specific things you look for when a patient comes in and you're trying to diagnose this? I mean, I guess, what, what are the things you look for in a patient to, to diagnose orthorexia? Right. So, you know, one of the first things that you sort of 
need to notice is is the weight status of the pe- of the person. Um, you know, for healthy humans that are eating and moving appropriately, you know, we we strike a balance with our energy intake and output, and we tend to achieve weight maintenance. Um, obviously, when somebody's increasingly gaining weight, something is wrong with that picture. But what's important to really realize is that when somebody is sort of a sudden losing weight, something may be wrong with that picture as well. And I'm not referring to those who, you know, should have medically supervised weight management. That's a whole different weight. If you, if you are normal weight, if you're in good health and you start to skew your intake in a way in which you, your weight starts to drift down, there is a problem with that and it's usually uh, quite negative for your health. And, and then there is the obsessiveness uh, of, you know, sort of really being focused on an approach. Um, you know, dieting is usually a fad. Dieting, you know, of the various types is something that, you know, many of us at many times have said, you know, New Year's resolutions are one of those primal times, and, and it, they don't tend to stick. They don't tend to stick because, you know, to change human behavior systematically, boy, you either have to have a very intentful approach or you need to sort of drift into that obsessive realm. And that's what tends to happen um, with this group of individuals that suffer from orthorexia. They really become obsessed. So it's not just about... Um, doing the right thing, but being obsessed with doing the right thing, quote-unquote, from yeah. that perspective. Well, and, and there's another, I, I run into this a lot now, you know, with all the different types of, um, of, of diets out there, or even, I guess, food lifestyle choices, paleo, vegan, you know, all these things out there. People that become really obsessed with that, they, they don't just become obsessed with what they're eating, it's, they almost become obsessed with the movement. Uh, with that, with with those choices, and and I find it, if if you do recognize somebody has lost a lot of weight, I whatever diet it may be, it's hard to speak to them sometimes, you know, because they're so ingrained in the philosophy, you know, of that life of that food lifestyle choice. What? How do you address that when, you know, you're trying to tell somebody that you know maybe you got to back off a little bit? I mean, do you treat it just purely like you would a regular any old obsession, or how do you actually approach that person? Let me let me tell you that I think you've hit the the, the head of a nail here, in the sense of um, uh, you know one of the things that happens with obsessiveness is that people who have people who can become obsessed with something is because their their brain is wired in a way in which they have obsessive tendencies, and malnutrition is one of those areas in which the brain will exaggerate those baseline tendencies so that the the somewhat you know somewhat tightly wound somewhat uh, uh, scheduled person who has those uh, obsessive compulsive personality characteristics, as they starve, they become much more of that. That's why those people are difficult to, you know, talk, you know, converse with around other issues. My sense is that to answer your question, the approach is like any other obsession. I think we need to, you know, as, as friends and, and, and acquaintances and family members, not diagnose them, not say, you have anorexia or you have orthorexia or you have OCD, I think we need to say, look, this is what I observe and I'm concerned for you. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's hard to move from topic to topic with you and yeah. that concerns me because that's quite a difference from the way I experienced you before. Yeah. Um, you know, and, are you and, willing and to don't, get some and help? Don't tell them, and don't tell them their approach to eating is wrong because they're not going to like that. <laughs> you, can't, you have to work <laughs> that's with, an argument. with what their philosophy <laughs> That's is. an argument, yeah. not a conversation at that point, right? <laughs> Let me tell me a little bit more about the Eating Recovery Center. I, I, let me give the website again. It's eatingrecoverycenter.com. Um, what exactly do you do there, um, and what what can somebody expect if 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 they reach out to you? 
Okay, so we're a vertically integrated um, hospital system, uh, uh, treatment facility exclusively dedicated to the treatment of eating disorders. Vertically integrated means that we we have from hospital beds, inpatient level of care, to residential, partial hospitalization, and intensive outpatient programs. Um, so we can we can meet the needs of patients not only as they come in. Have you know meeting different needs? We should, we always try to use the least restrictive approach or level of care, but also patients can move up in level of care or down in level of care as they worsen or improve within our system. Um, and we are now in seven states um, uh, because we think that our our approach, our, our clinical approach to the treatment of eating disorders, uh, is really state of the art. Um, and given the limited uh, uh, evidence base in this field, I think we are doing uh, outstanding care uh, related to eating disorders. Right. Yeah, I, I have here 91% of adult patients report that treatment at eating recovery center was helpful, and 92% recommended eating recovery center to other individuals in need of treatment. So there's some, I mean, right there, you know, people are feeling better as, as they go through your treatment program. Dr. Bermudez, thank you for the work that you're doing and, and thanks for coming on the show. Again, it's eatingrecoverycenter.com. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.